Kia ora whanau. Welcome to That NFT Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. And today's snippet is a beautiful conversation that was had by Snoop Dogg. Yep. Snoop Dogg's son, which goes by the alias Champ Medici, I believe is the uh, name, uh, which his real name is Cordell Broadus, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and Nick Adler. And these individuals had a beautiful uh, stage for a moment where they shared a bunch of of thoughts around the nft space uh so hopefully the sound's not too off and too bad because uh well it was yeah spoken through a big speaker and a really loud audience situation so hopefully you guys can capture it uh and with that being said i really hope that you enjoy and take as much out of it as i did yeah connect the wallet connect it you think you're getting something it's taking the yeah. seed freeze game yeah the industry has done a good job if you think to 12 months ago the seed phrase people were giving it out and the industry the community got us to a place by the winter by this year people are like wait a minute i'm definitely not giving that person those 12 words yeah. the modern thing that's catching people constantly is go to this site to get this for free you got that endorphin hit you're like i gotta go fast and get it you don't realize somebody's account was hacked there's people buying twitter accounts that are verified just to send out fake tweets with URLs because people blindly think a verified account is real when it's too good to be true, yeah. people are getting caught. Yeah, so I mean, no matter what happens, the hackers, the scammers, it's not going to be your first time, it's not going to be your last time, they're getting better and you know, decentralization means that we have to we have to be smarter now and have our own security to protect ourselves. So it's not just about getting NFTs, it's about protecting yourself and learning how to navigate the blockchain. But all, all it was, I clicked I'm, on I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to really get you, this is a big one. Do you think that a lot of people are going to let a Coinbase or a Meta or some other company hold it and pay a VIG that everybody loved decentralization. Like, yeah, fuck the credit card companies, fuck the government, decentralization until your shit's stolen and you're like, yo, can you help me? Everybody loves, everybody Everybody's loves decentralization like, until there's no customer service on That's right. So, People love the wild, wild west until they get shot. So, I, I think the general public will allow other companies to manage. I think I will. Yes. For 3%, I want to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know everything you, that people build in this room. Think about security first. That's what this lesson taught me: is security day one, not not day thirty. Security day one, multi-sig wallet, where you know how how you manage, especially if you deal with other people's money. At the end of the day, you got to be really smart and sophisticated. So, and, and you know, just to button it up, one thing I'll say about the early phase of this process and working with you know really influential people is you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to. It's not going to be pretty. There's a very vocal. Um, Twitter is a very vocal place. Web3 is a very, like, there can be some anger and some vitriol and people can turn on you and they tell you that you're, you know, when you're dealing with people's money, they get, they get, you know, they get a little tight. But, you know, we did some things. Not everything's been perfect. Our, our, our first couple drops, we had some wins, we had some losses. The biggest thing that Snoop's taught me and the biggest thing that I think I can tell him in this room, biggest lesson is this is a space that you might look a little crazy sometimes. You might do something that might make everybody happy. But if you show you're here for the long run, and you keep going, you'll build trust in this community, and when you build the trust in this community, game over. Champ, the youngsters, you know, a lot of people, youngsters in popular culture coming to you, they see you're leading ahead. Do you think security is a big vulnerability to them because they're, they're focused too much on the art and the money? And like, do you think lately, because there's been a lot of it, it feels like, do you think it's popping off? What's from your perch on security, what do you see? I just think sometimes the market is oversaturated, so you know everybody just being told to go here, go there, and, you know they 
not doing the proper research and checking who's behind these projects and seeing like if it's even legit. Um, and it's hard to tell people not to do something when there's so much, you know, noise. And that's what I'm finding. I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm not trying to convince people anymore. I'm just trying to, you know, find my lane and, you know, maintain in this space. Like, the, convic the conviction part for me is like, it's, I'm not really into that. Like, you know, if you genuinely want to get creative freedom and financial freedom, then come over here. And if not, you know, do what you're doing. You know, you are underrated for all your popularity, I think, on your overall popularity because you're such a juggernaut in music. But for me, this is what I do for a living. If you, if you watch the moves, content, collaborations, just the way you've moved, especially in the last 15 years, I, I think that um, as people look back over time, you'll get more credit for the roundness of your creativity. I think this chapter has added to that legacy that at least was obvious to me a decade ago, that, you, that the one-dimensional nature of creativity that so many of us get into, because it's our strength, it's our passion. It's not bad, I'm not using that as a bad term, but you've got a pretty rounded creative um, skill set. What, um, how do you think about creativity? There's a lot of creative people here. It comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. I think, I think he should say something about, like, because he's so creative, like, we got the board egg for him in, in, what was it, October? And, like, you know, he really started to sit down with himself in January and, you know, came up with the whole brand of Dr. Bombay, and that's what he's wearing right now, and he got so many different ventures that he's attaching to his IP that, you know, he owns, and I think that's so creative and that's so inspiring because so many people have cool NFTs that y'all can monetize off of, and instead of it just sitting in your wallet, like, go make it make you some money. Go put it places that it's not and, you know, innovate. <laughs> now, what, what he's saying is true, though, because when I first got my board ape, I was like, why everybody monkey just sitting up there just looking stupid? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what we, can we do something with it? They're like, yeah, this your shit you own. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm finna make some clothes. I'm finna open an ice cream shop. I'm finna do this. I'm finna do that. Like, everything and all things, because I'm gonna treat Dr. Bombay like Mickey Mouse. You know what I'm saying? If you get you something like this to where you can actually monetize it and make it move, you're supposed to research and find lanes that don't have a lane so you can create your own lane so you compete with nobody but yourself. And that's what I'm doing with my NFT. And creatively, when I do things, it's gotta be fun. That's the first rule of creativity. Fun. It has to be fun. If it's you not won't fun, have the energy because you're like, this is corny, I'm out. If it's not, I don't give a fuck how much money you got, I don't care who it's with, if it's with this superstar, it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. I got to come have fun. When you ask me to come to VCon, this shit is fun. To, to be me, to be able to engage, to be able to do what I'm doing. And this is what, I'm creative, I do this. So the lanes that I like to be in, when it's time to be creative, they have to be fun, and they have to make funds. See that word fun? <laughs> See, fun is the key word. Yes. Fun and funds. F-U-N, F-U-N-D-S. Hello. <laughs> 
absolutely stay on you here uh, because these roses will be powerful. Something I've been very hot on is the concept of giving people roses while they're alive. And I, I just think it's a thing that we should be doing more for each other. So given where you're at, this just might be nice for some people either we all know or maybe some people we don't even know. If, if I just asked you, hey, give two or three roses, a person or two or three that got you to this moment or maybe was a creative inspiration going off the last question, what pops to mind? Who? Mm. I would definitely say my wife. I mean, she gave me my beautiful family and shit, she been dealing with Snoop Doggy Dogs. <laughs> Seems like some real. And we still together. We're not divorced. That's that's key. That's that's key. That's key. Goddammit. Speak on it. A lot of motherfuckers breaking up, but we're not. Right. Um, I would give my son Cordell some flowers too. Champ. 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 Yeah. Because, because Champ was a football player and Champ was living my dream as a football player. Yeah. And then Champ decided to pull back and live his dream. And as a father, I had to respect that and I had to get behind him and support him. You may not know this, this is a lot of the content I put out about parenting and like I, I'm passionate about letting your kids be them, not who you want them to be. From the champ perspective, there was no confusion. We all knew that that's what was happening. That means you were dealing with that shit 24-7, 365 for the youngsters in this room, and there's a lot of them. I've been taking selfies a lot the last three days. There's a lot of especially immigrant families like that have a situation where they love their parents so much that they want to do what their parents want to do, but I keep telling them, eat the pain now because the resentment that you're gonna have on your parents forever is gonna be way worse. How do you have the strength knowing how much you love your dad and knowing how much he was into that? Like, where, where did that come from? What were those conversations with yourself that got you to the place where you were ready to make what I believe is one of the hardest decisions a child can ever make? Because when you love your parent and you know what they're hoping for you, being able to have the strength to be your own man or woman to do what you need to do for you is a challenging thing at a young age. I mean, it, it was it was extremely difficult, um, but you know you got to just have the mindset to just keep going, and you can't look at your parents as perfect. You know, they had you. You know, they wasn't perfect. They didn't have everything figured out. And you know, my pops wanted to you know live his dreams through me. I can't you know fault him for that because you know if I had a son or something like that, I would have did the same thing if I didn't know as much as I knew now. You know, so. I just look at it as, you know, we all human, and I really just bet it on myself. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in betting on yourself. And, you know, I, I jumped out on the leap of faith, and I, I landed in the metaverse. Let's go! Nick, what, 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 what are your thoughts on the market correcting? 
more bear than you know bull. Are you? What, what are your thoughts about the last three, four, five weeks? You've been in it for a cycle here. Would love to get your perspective on the current state of the market from. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, hashtag not a financial advisor. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, I think we're in for a rocky ride. I think we're. I think there's going to be some trouble ahead before it gets better. But I think it's it's time to build. This is the best time. I like I like it in terms of the fact that you can walk around this room and meet builders, and it shakes out a little bit of the scammers, and it shakes out the projects that aren't meant to make it. And you know, it, it, it puts you, it embeds you in the game. Like if, if you're not here for the long run and you can't take it, you can't like stomach this this fall, which will get worse. Then you're not meant to be here. And um, you know, I'll say in 2017 is really when I started to dabble in the space with, with tokens before NFTs, before I knew what NFTs were. And I went up and I went way down. And I tell everybody it was the best money I ever lost because it taught me that it was quality over quantity. And I think you know now we're getting we're getting to the quality point. And I think like you know VCon, V Friends, Gary, like this is this is quality and this is long term. So you know, bet on V Friends, bet on. Hey, hey, can I say something, Nick? I was talking to um, Chuck Liddell backstage, the Iceman, and um, we was just talking about the space, because we both, you know, we in here doing what we do, and we come from a different profession. So I was saying to Chuck, I was like, Chuck, I remember as a kid, with one dollar, I could buy a whole lot of shit. I could buy candy, potato chips, soda. As I got older, the dollar didn't mean shit, because potato chips cost a dollar twenty-nine, the soda cost 75 cents. Well, one thing about this space, it goes up and down. And one thing about our careers, we go up and down, and we fight better when we're down. So if you can fall down and get back up, have faith in this industry and stay involved. We're just gonna be a little selfish for a quick second. Can we talk about death row? Why not? Not why. Talk about an iconic moment for so many of us that grew up. What's, you know, obviously, a lot of people maybe have seen some tweets or some headlines. Give us the state of the union of this exciting development. Well, initially I was trying to go back and get my masters to my album Doggy Style because I didn't own my masters and I didn't get any publishing money because I was in a songwriter deal. So once that became available, I had to put a plan together to try to figure out how to get my masters and how to get things that was connected to it, so once I got it back, I wouldn't have to ask nobody how to get money off of my project or how to service it. So Death Row Records became available, and then the publishing became available, and all of the masters became available, so I purchased it, I purchased it, laid it mine, put it in a situation where now I'm rebranding it, I'm putting it in a different walk of life, we're doing different styles of music, we brought it to the metaverse, we did different things as far as like snatching it off platforms right now you can't get it anywhere right now because I'm positioning it to bring it back but with a financial twist to it because traditionally they gonna have to pay the same way we pay over here so just trying to put a new business platform together for Death Row and making it friendly making it lovable making it cool so when you wear your t-shirts that say Death Row you don't have to worry about getting hit upside the head you can just have a great time and know this is a great business venture and it's a new light we even have kids music that we make we got G-Funk lullabies, we got Doggy Land, my TV show that I created, so it's just a different a different breath of fresh air that we want to put on Death Row. And I'm gonna make this IP what it's what it was meant to be. It was supposed to be the greatest record label in hip hop, and that's what I'm gonna make it. Champ, 
projects versus artists versus other things you could do with NFTs? What's, uh, what's got you hot right now? Like, where, where is your attention? What's got you most excited? NFT music, like, I, I really like that because it's easy, you know, artists can now, you know, put music on a blockchain and, and, and once you purchase it, you can get the instruments, you can get the stems, and now for once you can have a chance to feature on a song with one of your favorite artists instead of just listening to it all the time and now the artists can engage with the community and find, you know, the next emerging artists that they may have never heard before. And I think that's a cool way to really like interact with your community, especially as an artist. Because, um, you know, I grew up with music and I, I love music and, you know, I, I really want to see NFT music, you know, grow and flourish in this space. Love that. Nick, what about you? What are you uh, spending time on right now? Anything stand out? Any project, any artist? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love, obviously, I'm, I'm all in still on the apes and what, what, uh, what we've been able to build and ownership of IP from these bigger projects. Um, the technology itself, just how we can build our own smart contracts, how it can be more simple, how Snoop can say, I want to put out a record tomorrow and we have a platform to put it out on. And, you know, you can own it, you can collect it, you can trade it, and you can benefit from it. I think the thing that's been really exciting, and Gary doing really well, is, you know, there's a lot of drops that come out, we all run to get the drops. And there's no place really focusing on the secondary of that drop. Like, what is the, beyond OpenSea, like, what is, what can come with that drop? And I'm looking for the platforms that allow us to keep the fans, the owners, constantly, you know, benefiting and consuming it. So, um, I'm just really excited about technology in general. Love it. As you're going into this kind of iconic part of your chapter, how much are you thinking about the concept of communicating how you got here, the patterns? Like, sure. where are you at in that legacy part of your head? Like, are we going to get an album where you're going to teach us how to do it? Uh, are you going to write a book about that? Documentaries? Just curious what runs through your mind creatively on stuff that lessons, uh, uh, patterns, that stuff. That's crazy that you ask that because I've told many people that have had power to create books of how did you get to this point and what was the struggle and the situation. Now I'm listening to you talk to me like, shit, I should be telling myself that. Like maybe I should figure out a way to create some sort of book or some sort of manual, you know, how to and how I've got to where I've gotten to and the things that I had to go through to get here and you know just the patterns and just, you know the things that I've done to create this lane that I've called my own and um, I think some of the things that I'm working on that can handle that in general is I'm gonna speak on it, I'm gonna say it to y'all I'm working on a biopic right now Snoop Dogg biopic okay my life. And I think that'll give you, you know, somewhat of an understanding of how this little kid from the east side of LBC became your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap up here with um, something that we've been in the lab with for a while. They said, oh, like Gary Vee for the rap. <laughs> Do that before it's a rap. <laughs> I might do that. You do got the rap voice, though. I can't even front. Your voice is special. 
speaking of special, we've got a special surprise for every person on earth that owns a VCon ticket. have been chopping a lot and what I'm incredibly proud of is how little we're going to tell them today. <laughs> you boo enough and I might just take it back completely so watch your fucking face. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I'm proud of it because I'm going to use it as a, I'm going to use it in the meta because this conference, if nothing else, in the last four days has been about, have you thought about this? Have you pondered that? We have worked real fucking hard. Flights, Zooms, break it out in different, me and him, me and him, those two. We've been working, working, working for a while on the fact that we want to reward the shit out of somebody who owns a Beacon NFT.
Now, I think it's gonna be a fucking great collaboration. D-O-double-G, friends, baby. Take us home, legend. Look, give me the last minute. What do you want to say? What do you want to sing? What do you want to think? What do you want to leave these wonderful friends with? What I want to leave them with? One, two, bring it to the phone. Snoop, Doggy Dog, and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you, you know, know we in trouble. trouble. This ain't nothing but a G thing. Two loped out G's, so it pays And Death Row is the label that pays me. We unfadeable, so please don't try to fade this. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into that NFT podcast. Appreciate you guys always. There are various other snippets coming from the conference itself, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you'll be able to find a good portion of episodes around this episode uh, available based on the interviews that I got from the conference. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Highly recommend tuning into them because uh, the amount of inspiration and lessons that I learned from these are incredible. With that being said, also uh, you can tune into the vlogs for uh the v conference that i went to and uh if you found any value from this episode then subscribing and sharing this with a friend would be absolutely appreciated um, immensely immensely appreciated i love you guys catch you later